Welcome to the A to Z of investing in a franchise, your personal guide to all things franchising. This is the podcast where you can learn everything you need to learn about starting, building, and growing your franchise business. This is your host, Rak Sharma. I'm a successful franchise business owner, franchise consultant, and a serial entrepreneur who's seen and experienced what it's like to build and grow a successful franchise business from start to finish. If you're eager to know whether franchising is a great fit for your lifestyle and want to learn the working strategies of running a recession-proof business, then I invite you to subscribe and watch out for our weekly episodes. Hi, this is Rak Sharma, franchise consultant, talking to you about the A to Z of franchising. Following on from my first podcast, which was an introduction about me and how franchising originated and how I can help you. Today, I'm going to talk to you about all the franchise terms that you may come across when you're investigating whether you want to be in a franchise business or not. So let's start off. The very first term is franchising. So what exactly is a franchise? In simplistic terms, it is a method of distributing products or services. It's as simple as that. And who does that? The franchisor. He's the person or entity, otherwise known as the brand owner, that establishes the brand trademark, trade name, and the business systems to make it successful. And that franchisor might have taken a few years to do that, invested a lot of time and money in doing so. So who are you going to be? You're going to be a franchisee. Now, that's someone who's going to pay an up franchise fee that covers the investment that the franchisor has made over many, many years and God knows how many hours. And you will also pay ongoing royalty fees to the franchisor for the rights to use them in their own defined locality. So the royalty fees are something, I'll explain that in a minute, something that's done on a monthly basis to cover the costs of providing you with services such as technology, training, sending managers to your unit, if things are not working to plan, et cetera, et cetera. So what is the franchise fee? This is what you're going to pay upfront. It's a one-time fee paid by you, the franchisee, to the franchisor upon agreeing to the franchise agreement. And what exactly is the franchise agreement? It's essentially a contract between you and the franchisor that outlines all responsibilities for both parties to each other during the period of your contract. And I'll tell you up front, most franchise agreements in the franchise industry tend to be for a period of 10 years. This is why you need to be really confident that you want to do something. So anyway, royalty fees, that's in addition to the one-time franchise fee that you pay up front when you sign the franchise agreement. You will be required to pay that either on a weekly, monthly, or yearly basis. In my experience, it's normally monthly, and you pay the month after the previous month, the month following, based on the sales. So if you've done sales of $10,000 in January, you would pay the royalty fee the following month at the start of February. And I'll tell you upfront that covers services like training, accounting, technology, and everything else that the franchisor provides to you on a normal, ongoing basis. Normally, these fees tend to be in the region of about 6 to 10%. So if we went in the middle there, let's say they're going to be around 8% of your monthly sales revenue. 
So when you're doing your cash flow and your business plan and your projections, you need to allow for, it'll be in your uh, franchise agreement when you sign that or your FDD, which is a franchise disclosure document, but be ready to put that 8% in there. In addition to that, the franchisor will cover national brand advertising, which they pay for and then recover part of it from you. And normally the fee for that is 2% of monthly sales revenue. So at the minimum, I think you should be allowing on your cash flow and your projections about 10% of your monthly sales. So if your monthly sales are going to be 10,000, you're going to be allowing $1,000 to be going back to the franchisor in terms of royalty and advertising fund, normally called ad fund fees. Now, that does not mean that you stop advertising locally. You will be encouraged to do that locally yourself. If you're good at SEO and so on, you can do that yourself or you can employ someone to do that. It's, it's quite inexpensive these days, but you're going to need local advertising as well. Remember, this business is a business that's been proven in many other parts of the United States, but it's yet to be proven in your area until you locate in that area and start getting the word out. It's going to need your local support as well. So what is a franchise disclosure document? It's actually a legal document and it's required by the Federal Trade Commission, which is obviously a government body, to be presented to each franchisee. So the franchisor has to give you that when you're doing your due diligence, which obviously someone like me, a franchise consultant, can help you with greatly to look at what you need to look at to ensure that you're investing your hard-earned money in the right business. This franchise disclosure document has to be filed by the franchisor with the Federal Trade Commission every year within 90 to 120 days of the end of their financial fiscal year. So you're in good hands. That's what this is really saying is that the chances of you being scammed for your hard-earned money are diminished greatly, knowing that the whole process is backed by the federal government. And the franchisor is held accountable for anything that they don't do properly. The other thing the franchise disclosure document has within it is it contains the history of what the franchisor has done, their experience. Has there been any litigation, lawsuits against them? It also tells you what the estimated initial investment amounts are and, and a lot more. Also, it tells you about the fees and costs of starting a new franchise and any other contractual obligations on both parties, yourself and the franchisor. It will also tell you about how many units are open, how many units have closed in that period. And the franchisor is required to give you a list of information about all the units who have left the system. So you could well call up those people that have left the system and ask them why they left. Some people might have left because they're just, you know, for personal reasons or they're not up to running a franchise business or any kind of business for that matter. But at least you can have satisfaction that you've actually done your due diligence. If you contact as many of those people that have left and ask them why they left, you know, was the franchisor not providing what they should have been doing? What other issues were there, et cetera, et cetera. At least you can satisfy yourself. Some people might blame the franchisor and the franchisor is not at fault but they're just not up to running a business or up to that franchise business. And I guess it might be easier to blame the franchisor for everything that happens as well. Basically, that's a very important document. And I'll make sure that I'm working on your behalf, that I get that for you or advise you to get it from the franchisor at the appropriate time. 
I want to talk a little bit about the feasibility study or what I call due diligence. As your personal franchise consultant, I will always highly recommend investigating all aspects of the franchisor, the market that you're entering, the competition in that market, your local competition, and also you should look at your own financial capabilities. Do not go into a franchise being underfunded. That's actually the number one reason why people fail, because people think, well, I've paid my franchise fee up front. That's a lump sum. It could be a chunk of money. And now I'm off and running. And whatever business you're in, it's not as easy as that. It's going to tell you, I can tell you from my own experience, it takes at least one to two years to get established locally. Even though there might be 50 other franchises in the rest of the country, the fact that you're local you're going to have to get your local community used to you. And you need to go to all kinds of events and so on to get acclimatized and get people to get to know you as the operator of their local business and go to networking meetings, you know, chamber of commerce, that kind of stuff. So it's imperative that you get this feasibility study done. The other thing I would highly recommend is that you get a franchise attorney to oversee the franchise disclosure document. Thank you very much, and I look forward to meeting you at the next podcast. Thank you for taking the time to explore the world of franchising with the A to Z of investing in a franchise podcast. If you want to learn more, check out the other episodes below and make sure to tap the follow button and watch out for our weekly episodes. If you need more guidance and have specific questions on starting out on your own franchising journey, I'm here to help. Visit thefranchiseconsultantpro.com and book a free consultation call with me or email me at info, I-N-F-O, at T-H-E-F-R-A-N-C-H-I-S-E-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-A-N-T pro.com. In full, that reads info at thefranchiseconsultantpro.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.